0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for December 4th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is actually part 60. So today marks 12 full weeks of teaching on this topic and I trust that this has been a blessing to you. If you've been missing this and you want to catch up, go to todaysword.org or go to our YouTube channel, so youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, and you can catch up on all these messages, and I trust that they will be a blessing to you. The title of today's message is Religion Promotes Competitive Jealousy. If you are a very religious person or you're associated with religious people, people that are focused on works and repetitive activity and that type of thing, and what, what is required of you, then that really promotes competitive jealousy. And I'm going to talk about that on today. So, And we're free from that. If you, if you really embrace the grace of God, you won't live that way. So um, the foundational scriptures for this series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. This is what the Bible says there. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh, He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so here's old covenant, here's new covenant, and we are new Testament, new covenant, blood bought believers. And so we're supposed to not live by the law given by Moses, but by the grace and truth provided through Jesus Christ. And so we, we studied you know, like a compare and contrast. The Apostle Paul did an amazing job of explaining this in his letter to the believers in Galatia. We studied Galatians chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, and then we got to Galatians chapter 6 a couple of days ago. And so we've been looking at Galatians 6, 12 and 13. Now, when I went to Galatians 6, I skipped over Galatians 5 and 26. I just wasn't led to deal with it at the time. After we dealt with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I just you know skipped over verse 26 This morning, the Holy Spirit was like, Go back to verse 26. So I'm going to read Galatians chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. Then we're going to go back to Galatians 5 and read 26 and then deal with some things. You ready? Here we go. Let's get into the word. Galatians 6, 12 and 13 says, All those who insist that you be circumcised are recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. They are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of Jesus not even those who are circumcised. See, this is where they're not being honest with you. He says, now those people that are circumcised, come on, man, they don't keep every detail of the law. So they're lying to you. Yet they push you to be circumcised so that they can boast in the fact that now you're being like them. So they're fo- you see what I'm saying? They're focused on works. They're being religious. And going back to Galatians 5 and verse 26, the Bible says, so we must never be arrogant or look down on one another. Why? Paul says, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy because jealousy diminishes the value of other people. It actually diminishes your value as well. So what does this mean to you Today, I have two major points for you on this morning, on this Wednesday morning. I have two things to share with you. As I share these with you now, I want you to rid yourself of every distraction and focus in on what God is saying. Two things. Number one, here we go. Many who focus on works are doing so in order to highlight or showcase their own works. Right? They're really this is pride. I mean, this is this is self promotion. This is self righteousness. The Apostle Paul was very upset with the fact that there were Jewish converts to Christianity, people who were raised as Jews under the law of Moses, who were now in Christ, born again, and they were attempting to coerce Gentiles, people who were never under the law of Moses at all, like that stuff didn't even apply to them. And so now they were trying to force or coerce Gentiles to embrace something that was never written for them at all. And they were trying to these, uh, uh, coerce these Gentiles to get circumcised. And Paul knew that once you're in Christ and Christ is in you, once you're born again, being circumcised or not being circumcised doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. The only thing that matters is the fact that you have made Jesus your Lord. Paul drove home this point over and over and over in his letter to the believers in Galatia. He was really upset about it. The apostle Paul used circumcision as an example of people being religious and focusing on works instead of focusing on faith in Jesus. Now towards the end of his letter, he made this point very clear, and he said that people are doing this why? Because they want to put the emphasis on their own works. The reason why they they're doing this is because they want to feel good about themselves. They wanted not Jewish converts, wanted non-Jews to subject themselves to the requirements of the law of Moses because in so doing it kind of made them feel better about the fact that they were still keeping the law. So in other words, they were saying, listen, listen, hey, come here, guys. I know you guys were not raised, you know, under the law or anything. You don't really know anything about it. But this is kind of what you need to do. Right. And then you must do what I do. Or they were saying you must do what I have done. Why? Because by doing that, they would feel better about what they do or what they have done. And in other words, they were saying, I need you to, to do what I do to validate the fact that I do it. (laughs) I need you to do what I've done. Why? To validate what I have done. And so Paul was like, dude, none of this matters. In Galatians 5 and 6, he said, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. All that matters. He says, the only thing that matters now is faith. And this faith expresses itself in God's love. That's it. It's faith in Jesus and faith works by love, not you don't be focused on works and then don't require, don't put your works on other people. Just because you're doing something doesn't mean that you now need to require somebody else to do it. Paul said in Galatians 6 and 12, once again, all those who insist that you be circumcised, all they're doing is that they are recruiting you to do something so that they can boast in their own works. His point is that religious people, let me bring it up to today, 2019. Paul's point is this, religious people like to focus on works so they can boast in their own works, so they can boast in what they do, so they can boast in what they've done. And people who live this way, they find validation in their own performance. And then, this is the dangerous part, then they become condescending towards people who do not seemingly perform on their level. So they are not being validated by Jesus and what Jesus has already done. No, they're being validated by themselves and their performance. And then they make other people feel bad who are not performing seemingly on their level. So in short, religious people drive others away from Jesus because nobody, nobody wants to be talked down to, right? Nobody wants to, to feel like, like somebody is being condescending towards them. So don't let this be you at all. Like release all of that. If this, is, if this was you, you got to let that thing go. Embrace the grace of God. Walk in God's love. If you do, you will draw people to Jesus, not drive people away from Jesus. And it all boils, boils down to this. What Paul was teaching boils down to this simple statement. Old covenant versus new covenant. The law required. Grace provides. Under the law, under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and it was about man working for God. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. So under the old covenant, things were required of us. Under the new covenant, God has already provided for us. It's really that simple. And if you embrace new covenant and what God has already provided, then you have nothing to boast about. Because If you have any boast, your boast has to be in the Lord because your life now is not about you and what you do, it's about him and what he's already done. So you don't have anything to boast about. And that's the whole message of the New Testament. You don't have anything to boast about. So you can't go around looking down on anyone else because you are who you are by the grace of God, not your performance, but God's performance towards you and in you and with you and through you. That's how we're supposed to live. Number two, When you fully embrace the grace of God, you see no need for competitive jealousy. And this is really a message that needs to be communicated effectively in the church. In Galatians 5 and 26, once again, Paul said, don't ever be arrogant. Don't look down on on anyone else, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of other people, and it diminishes your own value as well. When you understand God's grace... And and you're free, like I, t- I dealt with on yesterday. I mean, like you are really free. You can even boast in your weaknesses, right? When you understand the grace of God and you really are free to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be... You see no need to compare yourself to anyone else because you are an original. No one else has your assignment. No one else has your destiny. No one else on this entire planet is called to do what you are called to do. What God, what the grace of God is on you to do, something that no one else is called to do. No one else has your grace. No one else has your calling. No one else has your fingerprint. No one else has your voice print. You are an original. So embrace the grace and the freedom to be you. I am who I am, by the way. I'm very comfortable being Rick Pina. I don't have to try to be anyone else. I can't be anyone else. I don't have their grace. I can't run their race. They have the grace to run their own race. I'm running my race. I'm going to celebrate them as they run their race. I let them be them. I ask them to let me be me. And that way we can all be who God has called us to be. When you are secure in who you are and secure in God's grace on your life and you're secure in what God has called you to do, you are free. And you're so free that you can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. You can sincerely celebrate other people because you know that building them up does not tear you down in the process. Insecure people are afraid to celebrate others. You know why? Because they're so insecure that they think that valuing someone else means devaluing yourself. And that's a lie. That's a lie from Satan. But if you believe a lie, you will live the lie that you believe. Many people are deceived into thinking that they can't build others up because they feel like they're tearing themselves down in the process. And that is ridiculous. The sad truth is that this happens in the church and it should not be so. Listen, don't let this be you. Embrace the grace of God for you to be you. You are free to be you. Like I'm free. I I don't let other people try to put their assignment on me because maybe I... I, Look, I'm not called to do what you're called to do. Don't try to force me to be you. I'm not going to force you to be me, but if we can all be who who God has called us to be, then we could be the church and we will lack nothing and we will we will win the world for Jesus and we will expand God's kingdom into every area and into every facet every arena of this planet the world will see Jesus in us when we stop comparing ourselves to ourselves and just be the men and women that God has called us to be and we have no need to for competitive jealousy really I'm not competing with anybody else you are only competing with your own assignment. When you get to heaven, God is only to, God is going to take your purpose, and then He's going to measure you against your purpose. You know, so your purpose is your ruler, and He's going to measure you against your purpose. How much of your purpose did you accomplish while you were in the land of the living? That's it. Now, God is not going to use your ruler on me because I don't have your assignment, and God is not going to use my ruler on you because you don't have my assignment. So, so my ruler is tailor made for me. Your ruler is tailor-made for you. And when you get to heaven, you're going to be judged by your ruler. I'm going to be judged by my ruler. So I'm free to be me. You're free to be you. I'm not trying to be you. Please don't try to be me. But if we can all be who it is that God has called us to be, we have no need for competitive jealousy. We don't need to focus on works. We need to embrace the grace of God for us, tailor-made, individual, so that we can be the men and women God has called us to be. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say this, say, Father, I fully and freely accept your grace. I see no need to compare myself to anyone else. You will never judge me by someone else's assignment. When I get to heaven and I stand before you, you will judge me according to the measure of my purpose and what I was able to accomplish before I died. That's it. <laughs> no one else has my assignment. No one else has my destiny. This frees me to be me. It also frees me to allow others to be themselves. Valuing others does not devalue me. So I celebrate my brothers and sisters. I have no need to be jealous. I am an original, and I walk into this day as destiny's child. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today'sword.org, sign up, and get the messages. That if there's a subscribe button there, click on it, and you put your email address in there, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day knowing that you are an original. The grace of God on your life is tailor-made. You are free to be you, and please free others to be themselves. I love you, and God loves you. Hey, do me a favor before you leave the screen, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends because people need to hear this message. Let's have an amazing day. God bless you.